Hello, everyone, and welcome to a- another special edition of the Portsmouth Running Podcast, which is our Portsmouth Marathon recap show. And we get to obviously sneak one in before Christmas. Uh, as, as our last one, we said that we wouldn't do that. But uh, yeah, we get another show in for you guys to listen to. And we're going to hopefully have a good chat about all the events from, from the weekend. So hope you're all well. Uh, hope you're all recovering for those of you that took part in any of the races on the weekend. As always, I'm joined by my, my very festive co-host, who, who got really, really festive during the marathon on Sunday. I'm sure we'll get to talk about that. David Harvey. How goes it, man? Hello, mate. You all right? <clears throat> very well, very well. And of course, I also have to say, sorry, Dave, that we uh, we have got Rob Pickett joining us in in about 20 minutes time so so that will be good really to get Rob on yeah exactly exactly he's becoming a well he is a legend of, of course really especially after after the weekend are you are you all right I'm okay mate I'm okay I'm I'm recovering well I'm um, feeling a little bit more festive today and I think as as we said last week that um because this is like one of the uh We've done two shows pretty close together, which means we've actually sorted our shit out for once. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going back through the uh, through the podcasts on um, on Apple Podcasts because <clears throat> I like to listen to podcasts. That I go to sleep. Sometimes I listen to our seductive voices, and it, oh, it settles me off. So beautiful. Um, but I was looking through <laughs> through them, and and we've only done like two or three since September, and then a couple more in quick succession now so we're nailing it mate. yeah it's good to it's good to chat to you and it's obviously always good to talk running absolutely, um, you know absolutely. and particularly when it's when you're feeling sort of festively plump at the moment like <laughs> i am seeing as i've embraced the food and the wine since running the ports of marathon so that's it dude that's that's what you've got to do be, we've always said it once that race is out the way then it's like it's good you're good to go although there are obviously the um the little question of uh, winter cross and the pebble dash and yeah and park run <clears throat> yeah uh, so yeah so a few few little in between things but no it's um it was amazing like the weekend events were just were just fantastic dude and it really it, was yeah it, like you know we've always spoken about the feeling you kind of get especially i think you know it, it it's definitely there for other for runners who live outside of portsmouth and who come from like afar and stuff because it's a really festive run but it's so nice like being being local and getting to see so many of the people that you run with through the year that you see out on the seafront or on the on the south downs and you know people mm. you see at races and just that yeah everyone's just in such a good mood and and uh, yeah just like yeah brilliant brilliant race i had such a good time and and i'm recovering well as well i had um good, a few good. Little, um, so yeah I, I think you're really right there and and you know one of the one of the things that running has brought me that has been really helpful for me that and one of the things that I think is quite important for me is that sense of community about things. And you, you see it at races, you you see it at marathons and you see it at ultras and you see it at park run, but you start seeing the same faces. Mm. And it's and it's a positive environment. You know, people tend to, you know, wish you well and encourage you along, <clears throat> which, you know, particularly in, in my life is of which which has been peppered with ups and downs and feelings of yeah sadness and, and inadequacy is really really kind of like lovely to see everyone and you know the the community seems to be building the more times that we go go out and do the yeah, same exactly. races again you see you see more faces that you recognize and you're able to connect with so yeah um you know it's only a marathon but it's it's a beautiful beautiful full event in that sense as well yeah. so yeah well, it, was, it, it was just it was just so nice to see yeah just to see um you know people people i've kind of run with through the through the year that maybe you don't necessarily get time to have conversation with and stuff and just you know running mm-hmm. on the prom together um in that miserable miserable weather which yeah which is another like plus side to it really like, like what we were just saying like so it's so nice to see people and see all the festive cheer it kind of like makes it makes what could be a really really negative race experience like into a positive one <laughs> just completely yeah, outweighs it yeah and and I mean, course-wise, it's 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 a beautiful course, but it has its moments where it's not so beautiful. Going, you know, going through. I think particularly with the sea defences at the moment. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'd say the course is a little distracted by those um, <laughs> yeah. sea defences. But yeah, you, you know, the you, muddy you beach get... is all the mu- muddy beach is always a winner, isn't it? And I was wearing vapor flies this year, so I wasn't exactly. Um, gliding over it because they're quite narrow <laughs> dude that's you dude doing that wearing vapor flies over that beach you must have unlocked some kind of like virtual achievement yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
because I don't know how you got how you got those shoes across it. Because going across it the first time, I actually found it like quite sinky, and then yeah. on the way back, I thought it was going to be churned up a lot more and, and more difficult to get across. But actually, it was. I don't know whether people had just pressed the mud down solid, but it was it was actually okay coming back. Yeah, it was. You guys were quite actually on that point. Um, if I if I go back a couple of hours, I, I started with Alex and James, who which was wonderful because we, you know we're we're all kind of those we've got more heads our heads are for ultras rather than marathons. Yeah. Um, so we we were just kind of cruising along. And I said to Alex, because you, you know, you guys, you you were with Gianni, with Ross, Ross, and you know, obviously you, all, all three of you are much, much faster than me. But we, but, but we, we had, we, we had agreed about the fun bus. So there was an, there was an eight minute yeah. mile, there was an eight minute miling fun bus, which wasn't so fun. Mm. We'll talk about that later. But yeah. yeah. So I was behind you at this in the first few miles, and I said to Alex, like, <laughs> if if they if I can keep them about ten or twenty meters ahead of me. <laughs> But in the in the last mile, then I'm going to bloody go for it and sprint past them because, and um, was incredibly petty and in that I did do that right at the end just to make sure that I came in front of everyone, um, which wasn't really the spirit of the fun bus. But fuck you all, it's, <laughs> I did it anyway. <laughs> you, you, you suffered um, from a bit, you suffered from a bit of um, vapor fly nitus mixed with mixed with too many Jack Daniels and rum. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> but we're, we're on the muddy beach coming back and. Um, and, and it, it, it occurred to me what I'd said to Alex in the first few miles. And I was like, oh, God, if, excellent. I'll be able to catch him and then pass him right at the end. And then all of a sudden, my, my, um, as if there was some kind of like divine intervention to stop me being a smug bastard, mm. um, my shoelace came on and I had to kind of like get down and do that and let you guys run on whilst we were on uh, the muddy beach. So, so, you, so you, um, beat us, you beat us all and had to tie your shoelaces as well, you, you bugger. Well, this is what I'm saying, Dan. This is what I'm saying. I, I, you know, I was disadvantaged. <laughs> well, what um, I will add, what I will add is, is that aid station that we saw, the aid station going that was just at the top of Hailing Island with the that had the Jack Daniels and the the, kept the spiced rum and stuff. We we stopped there. I stopped there with Gianni, and we saw Ross just in front of us, and we said, "Should we go and catch Ross, or should we wait for the others to come?" To come to the tent that's why we waited for you guys yeah because you, you yeah you were about 25 minutes behind us hey dave <laughs> yeah 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 we were at least <laughs> yeah that, that's that's kind of where the fun bus i guess mostly regrouped um and then yeah ready for the for the return on the eastern road so hmm. it was good though but you dude you got really festive man yeah we we we, we embraced the festivities <laughs> and there was hip flasks <laughs> going around as well yeah so uh, we um <laughs> So we, we created our own bus, which I shan't say the name of the bus that we created, but it was a, um, a sort of slightly separatist group from the fun bus, which <laughs> okay. um, let's just say it was the Cambridge University netball team bus. Okay, got it. Yep, and, yeah, I'm with you. I'm sure everyone is with you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, from the start, like, well, James woke up and he said, oh, I'm feeling really unwell. And we're like, oh, okay. Anyway, he turned up with a hip flask of whiskey. Yep. So um, we were sat, <laughs> stood at the start line, like um, in the cold wind. At that point, the the horrible rain hadn't quite started just by then. And he was like, "Look, do you want some whiskey?" And, and it just kind of like set the tone for the whole race. So every like two or three miles, James would pass over the hip, uh, wh- uh, whiskey hip glass, mm-hmm. and we'd um, have a sip of that. A sip, a sip of Jack Daniels and uh, a future winter cold. Yeah, so it, it just it just made us cruise along. I think it took all the pain of the marathon away as well. <laughs> and then on the way back, because it goes down, it, you know, it's an out and back route, isn't it? For anyone that yeah. doesn't know what the what Portsmouth Marathon route is, it starts now at Southsea Castle, goes along the pier to to Southbury Pier, then to Eastney Toilets, and then through the muddy beach past the Patched House, um, up past to the end of Eastern Road, along the cycle path and then it hugs the shoreline for a bit before going round to Hailing Island and then the Billy Trail. Yeah. And that's uh, for the ma- that's for the marathon, not the half. The half turns yeah. uh, somewhere earlier. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm guessing the half turns were at the um at that first aid station in the fields by the yacht club or the the sports centre. Yeah the sports centre, the climb the climbing wall kind of place, yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd imagine so. It, that would make sense. Um, but yeah, it was great. I mean, like we we just 
started off at a pretty cool pace and I think we you know I, I didn't think that I was going to be able to, I was going to be able to do eight minute miles for a marathon with you know considering I've not done a hell of a lot of training recently I've done a couple of ultras slow ultras at that um I add and um wasn't really sort of feeling that marathon fit but we managed to stick at eight minute miles and had the ab- absolute time of our lives and I stuck with Alex for most of it and we on the way back a few jack daniels and coke at the aid stations you know a few crisps and then some rum and cokes at one of the aid stations then we had sh- some shots of jack daniels <laughs> so by the e- by the end we were pretty hammered if i'm quite honest but had done it in, in three and a half hours it was and you know like I, I couldn't have asked for a better marathon being around my friends you know seeing you seeing seeing james seeing jack um it was oh just lovely, God, you know, even the start when we all stood together, it was just, you know, perfect, lovely yeah. day. I had, do you know what, um, <laughs> the end for me, like, really, really stood out, because we, we'd obviously all finished, like, pretty close together, and um, kind mm. of, like, some people had got some drinks, and somebody offered me a beer, and I was like, no, thank you. Um, but I, I had such a funny time watching a few of the the fun bus and, and Cambridge University netball team bus, uh coming through the finish they were absolutely in pieces i think something must have happened in the just in the last few miles must have been a little bit too much for that time of year or something because james James anderson came over the finish line and i've I've obviously got that little clip of him uh coming through the finish where where we ask him hey james how was that and yeah i won't repeat what he said but (laughs) it's just it was just so funny and then jack Jack came through (laughs) jack collins came through absolutely destroyed as well but i think it had kind of all all gone pear-shaped at about mile 20 or 21 somewhere around there so yeah um, i think um we we lost our first our first um guy from the from the bus at the just after halfway i think which was due to a well-needed toilet toilet break yeah and then i think it must have been around 20 miles near the water sports center that it all started to get a little bit more mm. um spaced out but it, it, that doesn't matter you know no and in all honesty, they were only about 10 minutes behind us, weren't they? So Yeah, exactly. exactly. It's, it's Dave, not you, like they're the complete shitter. No. <laughs> Dave, who else Who else did you see then? Did you bump into, because obviously, um, you know, we know a few people in common and stuff like that. It was really nice to meet uh, the lady, Victoria Henderson, who was coached by um, your coach, Michelle Maxwell, who we've had on the show as well. Yeah. So it was, it was great, yeah. great to meet Vic. Were there, was there anybody else um, that you met or... or or um, you hadn't seen for ages. Oh, the, the the dark horse Binchy Stuart Bincham managed to uh, get marathon PB in about three twenty two, didn't he? Yep, legend, legend. Um, he, did, he did so well. He looked really strong. Yeah, he did. Yeah, there was uh, a guy that was part of Wax Fitness that was the first time I met him. But I've seen his van going around and always wondered because well, my brother in law, I think, works or knows the guy because they both personal trainers. So it's nice to meet him. Yes, yeah, so new Sorry, uh, oh, just gonna, about the wax fitness. That's uh, Nuno, right? Okay, and he that was his first marathon as well. Well, he smashed it, didn't he? He absolutely, absolutely did. He was, it. yeah, yeah. He looked looked pretty broken at the end, but he he is strong, yeah. very very strong runner. Yeah, I mean, and it was the first time meeting those guys, the triathletes that you ran with for most of it. Um, I think they were part of the fun bus, weren't they? Yes, um, there was Ross and Chris and. Um, uh neil collins yeah there was quite a few people who kind of jumped jumped on board there and 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 like i say the the fun the fun bus kind of stuck together there was a Mm. few little stretches of a few meters and even jason and jeff were were on board the fun bus for quite a while yeah Um, and then obviously yeah kind of kind of broke up a little bit towards the end but uh, no it was really good i think three or four of us finished together with you obviously sprinting off sprinting off just ahead of us you bugger uh, <laughs> but that's good. I, I like your attitude, Dave. You 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 want to win them. That's good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Take no prisoners. Um, I know you. It's all about the win. <laughs> uh, it started off all a bit negatively, negatively though. So this is a warning for anyone else that goes down to do Portsmouth Marathon in the future. Okay. Um, having lived in Portsmouth my whole life, I've, well, not my whole life since I was sixteen, I haven't really needed to use the car parks on the seafront, and. I guess nowadays you just assume, don't you, that everywhere's got contactless, even old parking meters. Okay. So I turned up with no money and um, and then had to use this like Ringo app that I downloaded oh, yes. and was like panicking at the start. 
And the, the cheeky buggers, when you look at the when you look at the um parking charges, it was like eight hours, six pounds thirty or something. So I went on Ringo and I thought, oh, this is great. I'll just do like, you know, five or six quid and that'll that'll be me. Anyway, it was six pounds thirty for two hours. What? So after after we turned around, I had to stop and start walking to refresh my parking on the seafront. Oh god. It was up <laughs> I was so annoyed that you know I was I was drunk, so I didn't really mind that much. So Dave, did you think that you were going to do the marathon in under two hours? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I had baby flies, you know, so. Yeah, you could have done it, man. So what, what shoes did you take? Because was it Salomon? Was it Salomon? Come on, come on, Dave. <laughs> come on. Yes, definitely. No, no, definitely not 100%. I, I went with the one of my favourites this year, the Hoka Mac 5. Oh, you wear those a lot, don't you? Uh, I've I've worn them for quite a few marathons now, and they're, yeah, they're just they're just amazing. Um, they're they're like an so, everyday an everyday trainer, very like real stable, smooth ride. They're like probably one of the most comfortable shoes I think Hoka have done. So they really? I, and I just always for that kind of marathon, that flat marathon, it's always for me normally about the about the comfort. Yeah. I just want something that's going to be good on the feet. So yeah, yeah. I'm uh, so are they good for longer distance or are they? Pretty much marathon kind of. I think they were they they're one of those shoes that I I know quite a few people who have like tried some some slightly faster park runs in them and had some good results and 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 I've worn them for marathons and 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 slightly longer as well and they're they're perfectly yes. fine. Like I say, there's um I, you know you know how I feel about my Hoka shoes. I just think you know for me comfort above all. You know, yeah. Then then the performance and stuff like that. and I have like my shoe for for kind of every day, but but those ones. The, the Mac Five, they've just been, I think, just one of the yeah. one of the one of the shoes they've nailed absolutely brilliantly this 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 year around. So mm. in the five, I must say the one thing do Hoka, Hoka do nail actually is the comfort because Clifton's are pretty much the, the squishiest, most lovely shoes that I've worn. You know, you've had so, your pair for eight, you've had your pair of Clifton's for ages, do you? Yeah, I'm still wearing the ones that I trained for Lon Lassin last year and then did Lon Lassin. And have run all my road miles since then in in them, other than a few few weeks on the vaporflies. Yeah, yeah. and uh, they're still going strong, really. So. Amazing. Well, I tell you what, dude. There's some. Um, I know you always kind of tease me, and people always like you know. I'm guess a lot of people call me Hoka Dan now, but there are some <laughs> some some damn good shoes coming next year. Some okay. some proper damn good shoes. A lot of um. There's one model coming early next year, which is the Rocket X2. Yeah. Which has got a, a very different. It's got a different foam, and it's. I think it's going to be kind of like the rival to the super shoe. And I know a lot of the athletes around the world at the moment are using those. Uh, and yeah. there's, been some, there's been some good results. I think there was a one of the athletes ran a 28 minute a 28 minute 10k the other day in, in the Rocket X2. Wow. And yeah, so oh. watch 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 the space. The Rocket X2. I'm super excited about Conway, and there's a few more coming, which 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 I won't I won't talk about that are going to be. Yeah, I think they're going to be uh, very popular. So all good. Yeah, you know me. You know me, Dave. <laughs> okay, Dan. Yeah, well, you know, like, the, I, I tend to um, stick to Salomon for my trail, but I must say that most of my road miles over the last few years have probably been in Perry Clifton. Yeah, but my my friends just got a pair of those. Is it Tecton? Oh, with the, the carbon, Yeah, with the carbon plates in, and he mm -hmm. says that it's he's he's never run so fast downhill in his life <laughs> yeah well that that shoe like funny enough it's got it's got it's got carbon plating but it's a it's a dual it's a dual carbon plate so you get like a little bit more movement side to side rather than just the the forward and, and back kind of press of the plate so uh, right. it's it's yeah. uh, there's been a lot of people talking good things about the texon x i've worn it a couple of times on on the downs but never mm. in never in um in anger and and with, with yeah. any, any speed in mind but yeah i'd like to give them a good go at some point maybe next year so uh, yeah on, on the previous shows I've, I've been a bit of a fan of carbon plate shoes i think they're fantastic and i think the vapor flies and probably the alpha flies which i'm yet to try but i'll probably try them and i'm thinking i might get a pair for one of my flatter ultras next year yeah but yeah. is it is it cheating <laughs> is it it's it's, is it's it an un unfair advantage to people that aren't using them to, um, to you know, for, against people that aren't using them? Because it does give you that little bit extra. And surely, like, running is one of those things that it should just be you 
and your shoes, right. Right. not right. your I, shoes I, that are modded to make you faster. I tell you what, you can you can ask that question to the to the to the famous Rob Piggott because he is going to join us now, Dave. So we'll so we'll ask him if he can, if he deems that as cheating on his marathons, okay? <laughs> right, because <laughs> because uh, uh, I, I remember at uh, the end of the track hundred. I told Mark about the carbon shoes, and he went, "Oh, we might have to ban those next year." <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we'll ask we'll ask Rob because he's joined us now. All right, Rob. Rob, how are you? Good evening. How are you? Not too bad. Not too bad. And we saved this question because um, Dave was just asking me if he if the carbon wearing carbon plated shoes you deem do you deem that as cheating and and obviously humorously. <laughs> carbon plated shoes. Never heard of them. Same thing. <laughs> <laughs> All these new, all these new fads. Welcome to the show, Robin. Obviously, we're here to to chat everything about uh, the weekend, where the race has just gone and stuff. And I've got, I've got to start by asking, ask Dave as well. How he was, how he was recovering? How are you recovering after after actually running the events? Uh, that that's probably the toughest I've had it in the time that I've been doing the Portsmouth Marathon. So yeah, pretty wow. physically shattered and mentally shattered after that one. That that and- really took it me. I really noticed the difference in this year especially with all the other things going on in in the world it's just mm. tough wow in, in any any particular reason why why that this this one was was a bad one was it was it kind of numbers weather was it just like leading up to the race there's a lot of elements that come into it in the build up to any big event like this yeah. obviously on the back end of last year we had the omicron hit us didn't we and that had a massive effect on the event itself and the mm. revenue for the event so we're carrying over a lot of people still from a year and a half, so a whole event and another half a year. Um, wow. So just getting this one across the line was my biggest battle. It's not been the, the best year for many events companies, and we've, we've seen quite a few go under or call it a day, which is quite sad. Yeah. Because obviously yeah. There's, there's guys out there who want to go running and, and they love coming to events and that's where they all come together. So, yeah, that, that's been one of the biggest battles in the back of my mind. Um so getting this over the the goal line was my biggest achievement, I think. Uh, but then you're yeah, you... looking at that lovely sunny weather, and I was I had the best three days on my own out there, setting it all up. So you oh. know I know every inch of that course, yeah, um, personally, um, and obviously putting together the team that comes together on the day. So making sure that all those elements come together, yeah to make the event happen and that's a big thing as well so there's a lot of time you know 12 14 hour days just getting those bits together so that's yeah. what it takes that's what takes it out of me you know it takes three days to set that course and if people say i haven't put enough arrows that well i think 90 is quite a lot <laughs> yeah <laughs> with, with with the with the 30 they get stolen but listen listen rob before before we kind of like dive into it and stuff I, I literally like on behalf of everyone and and no one's asked me to do this but i'm i'm sure everyone would 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 do it if we were all here together on on the call a huge thanks because you know dave and i've just been been talking and i'm sure dave you'll you'll back me up just now yeah. the event was the event was amazing like every everyone i saw afterwards absolutely loved it weather aside we had such everyone had such an amazing time out there so kudos to you rob honestly like mm. thank you so so much for for putting that all together Oh, thank you. I mean, that, that means a hell of a lot to me because, you know, it's the emails after the event. There's obviously there's going to be a percentage of people that have had a bad experience, but oh, yeah. the elements brought into play a lot of that aspect um, mm. for us. So th- there's the other side of it, you know, but yeah, kudos for that. And thank you for the the thanks. Yeah. That, means that drives me forward. Uh, you, you know, I've already already been planning 2023 long before this one even came about. So you know, we're ready to click the button on 2023. And obviously, you know that it brings back the 50K um, and we can start. I say, Rob, like, um, out of all the marathons that I've ever done, this year for me was um, my favourite that I've ever, ever done. It was absolutely magical. And I don't know whether it was the, if it was the weather that forced us into keeping our spirits up out of necessity you know, having the extra rum and coke and the extra Zach Daniels at the A stations on the way back, or, or what it, what it was, or being with friends. But there was I this did real extra sense up. of yeah, don't worry. <laughs> sorry? No, sorry, it's your fault, Rob. <laughs> I did buy another six bottles this year, so yeah, I knew it was coming. 
but yeah, it was it was really like it, you know it, I'll, I'll never forget it, and I think I've done it about seven or eight times now. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's always always a good one. Mm. And the start as well, like like Rob as well, just very quickly the the start as well, like it was it was fab being in the castle because you had a little bit of wind protection, you had the you had the room you could go into. It was it was good. I mean, I had to change things lastminute.com from. I've never been a fan of being on that field because I know what happens to it when it rains. And, you know, we had to make decisions about where we, even while you were racing, we were busily moving that around so you didn't go onto the field because we get charged if we damage the field in any way. Okay. Um, so, oh, wow, you've, really? You've, yeah, you've already paid a big chunk of money for, for using two inches of the field, but you still get charged if you churn it up and it all looks a bit of a mess. Rob, I, oh, I, know wow. you've, I, I know you've had, um, you know, obviously it's, it's difficult to put these events together and stuff like that, but do you get a lot of, is there, do you find there's a lot of support from, from the city council for the events or you, do you find you're kind of permanently swimming uphill with that or are they, are they pretty supportive? Just, just lately I've been swimming uphill. Okay. Um, so yeah, I'd like to get them on board a bit more. I don't know. They, they need to support these events because that's, that's not only, you know, bringing income into the city, pay and display parking, restaurants, pubs, hotels. You know, people are coming from far afield for this event over the years that we've established. Yeah. And it, you know, it's our home marathon. We there's not many around this area, is there, that you know, that kind of tick these type of boxes with multi-terrain, flat, different. It's a, it's a it's a one in a kind, really. Mm, yeah, definitely, and obviously the good it does, and uh, kind of matches yeah. the you know what what every council want wants to do, which is kind of you know embracing a, a healthier kind of lifestyle and getting the community together and having a, having a good time. And and did you were people pretty respectful of the route and the course this year? Did you find much like rubbish dumped, and do you have to kind of like battle that kind of stuff, or or was was were people were the runners pretty good this year? They're always pretty good just lately because obviously I bang out that message in all the emails that about you know it's a coastal route don't litter you know the, the facilities are there for you to get rid of your rubbish you're never too far away from that and that's important because over the years yeah we had bottles strewn everywhere and I was out for three days picking them all up and yeah. getting told off but no I, I haven't had any issues with that at all plus we have a, a good clear down crew who clear everything down as they come through so you know they're the last people we see yeah i pass four or five o'clock at the castle when it's still raining and we're sorting out all the signs and putting stuff back in the van i mean uh, that's when i empty the van out i didn't do it on monday because it was still persistently raining um okay. it took me a whole day to to clear that van out and clear everything down i've never known it's a wet yeah um, i'm just been out in the, i mean i was wearing Doc Martins and two layers of waterproof trousers, and it still managed to get in. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, I did see a few um, <laughs> saw a few volunteers giving out the mince pies, looking a bit wet around the edges. I must yeah, say, they certainly were. <laughs> yeah, in, in fact, that's that's worth another shout out. Actually, you know, the volunteers were fab. I mean, yeah, you can't you kind of run past and you and you're running and keep trying to keep yourself warm and stuff, and probably doing the best job of keeping warm. But they're kind of st stood there, pointing you in the right direction. And I think yeah. you, I think there was a perfect amount of of, um, of volunteers this year, Rob. So I don't know how you managed to to coach people into or trick people into doing that, but uh, on a day like that. But well done um, to all the volunteers. It was fabulous, really, really good. We can never guarantee the weather, can we? So you know, yeah. I, it all went out to them saying, you know, dress for the weather. You, um, I'm sure we had a couple of running clubs. So we had the Baffins Fit Club on the Thatched House one, and Fairham Running Club, who were really good. And they were on the um, the one down at the end of Southmore Road. Okay. The ladies mm. there. They all did a fantastic job. Fantastic. That's good. Had TJ Waste, who were halfway, halfway up the, the Eastern Road, and then you had my gang on the halfway turn point. And I mean, some of those guys were not very well either, and they still got out there and, you know, muscled on and, and wow. did the job. That's amazing. The thing. Amazing. It's almost like, I don't know whether you get whether you had this, Dave, but it was like a little bit of guilt, like just kind of like running past the volunteers that were kind of stood there in the rain, just clapping us and pointing us in the right direction. I almost felt like, like, oh, should I just come and help you for a little bit or something? Or just come stand with you for a few minutes? Or <laughs> it's just. Well, some, of the, some of them later on down by the castle, they were actually going out and running back with some of the runners. So, oh, brilliant. Warm. So, they were like a greeting party for the last like 
just so they could keep warm. <laughs> amazing. Oh, that must have really helped those those kind of like last few people coming through. Yeah, it was amazing. But there was a few emails going, who's the guy in the red shoes? He was fantastic. Thank you very much for a great event. You know, and it's all those little things that really are good kudos on you. I mean, we have we we have it um, reviews on race check, which is good for me to see because I need to see these things. And there's, mm. there's quite a few points that have come out with regards to especially females in the event as well, with more toilets in, in more central locations as opposed to just at the end and at the beginning. I know there's public toilets all along, of course, but I can fully understand now, having read some of those emails, that you know it's important that we can squeeze in another couple of just portaloos just along the course because it is quite okay. remote in places. So it's okay going for a wild wee, but when you're a lady, it's not always the same, is it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, mm. uh, Dave, I don't know what your experience at the start with Rob. Did any of those emails talk about bollards at the start? <laughs> bollards. What about old bollards? <laughs> No. Just, uh, <laughs> I, I very I think almost we highlighted the bollards in many, many ways with red tape and, and people standing in front of them. But yeah, it's always a good trip hazard to start off with the first two meters, isn't it? So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I went um, I went running uh, this morning, actually, in, in the rain again. Can you believe it? Suck of punishment with um, one of our runners from, from Clanfield, Dave, from, you, from your, your end of the woods and uh, Rob Fleming. And I was running beside him. At the, at the start and obviously I could I could see the bollards but a few people obviously didn't and he went straight into one with his, with his hands and he ended up on the floor and I just kind of I ran past him but a couple of people stopped and helped him up and he was he was absolutely fine he's kind of a, a bruised hand and an ego probably a little bit but um yeah I just thought like the, the bollards were like quite funny and, and there was a lot of laughing going on and obviously it was it was all festive and, and good but uh yeah I just wondered if you'd had any emails about the bollards <laughs> no, no emails about bollards I have seen some there was a guy who wrote a running book once wasn't there and early days of the Portsmouth Marathon when we used to start at the back of the pyramids and he was just chatting to his friend as he was running along and he hit one of the lampposts side on and got concussion and never made it for the rest of the event <laughs> oh, <laughs> within the first 200 metres. He put oh, that in his book, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excellent. There'll always be an, there'll always be an accident somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> So Dave, mm. what was your experience at the start? Because obviously, like we had the we had the, the big countdown, which was which was fab. I loved I loved the countdown. Um, and obviously, I had my GoPro on. There were loads of people taking photos. We have got a great photo of the we had, we had a three thirty fun bus going going. Rob, I don't know whether you whether you picked up on that on social media. Did I, not, I, no, it, it, of course I picked up on that. Really. <laughs> <laughs> We've been talking about that a lot, and I think there were quite a few fun buses obviously going and. Um, and the start was great, you know. It was uh, kind of like all along, all along the prom, into the wind a little bit, over the muddy beach, which was which was pretty sinky. Well, you'll you'll be pleased to know, Rob. You uh, it definitely slowed the paces along along the muddy beach on the first time uh, over it and stuff. And then there's obviously that little bit which I, I must admit I did struggle with last year, or the year before, where th there may have been a volunteer who wasn't wasn't didn't we weren't exactly sure where to where to turn on the on the on the common and the Milton Common. But this year it was perfect. The white sticks. The white sticks. I missed. I missed those the, um, the first time we went over the common. But this year, brilliant. Like there was, there was so many volunteers. Like you knew exactly where to go. So it was very, very, very clear. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously those guys are quite exposed out there, and I know that oh, yeah. some of the had kind of stood down a little bit later on in the day. But just, people get disorientated, don't they, when they come back against a route and yeah, tired, I think so. wet and cold, and just want to get back. Yeah, it must it must be pretty amazing actually. Like when you're planning these things and you kind of look at the planning and you think, right, I've got the signs, I've got everything covered. But it's like I, I would describe it in a similar way to when you're reading a map and you and you look at a map route and you go, yep, that's cool, that looks good. And then you actually, when you're there in front of you, faced with all the dis the visual distractions and the and the, the audio distractions, it's a completely different ball game. And you must have to like really factor in what is it going to actually be like for a person running down yeah, that path. So I always set a route and look at you stand back and look at where they're coming from to see what they can see so you always look at your your eye line and your mm. and what you're looking at and what could distract you from a sign that would point you in the right direction yeah and obviously you need to factor in wind and stuff and people who were just out the previous day who think oh that's fun let's turn that around yeah, and exactly. that can have an effect on it as well. Just the slightest little thing, you know. And all of a sudden, I'll get a phone call going, "You're going the wrong way, Rob." Uh, <laughs> not a lot I can do about that at the moment. They might figure it out. Hence the yeah. maps and stuff. But you'll be pleased to know that Milton Common will not be a factor next year. So you'll be back to straight up 
and you'll be straight down the end of the Billy line next year as well. Uh-huh. So that is hot news for you. There you go. Brilliant, brilliant. I was going to, I was going to ask about all the about an insight into next next year's races. Um, yeah, you'll be back around that golf course on Hailing, back down to the ferry and back all on the shingle and the sand, all back all the lovely elements that we've missed for the last couple of years. There we go, Dave. There we go. It's gonna it's gonna it's got all the all the actual coastal elements back for you. You heard it here first. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Rob. I was going to ask you very quickly about the results because I, I, I was, I didn't actually know what the kind of winning times were on on any of the events. And obviously, we've been talking about the coastal marathon because that's what Dave and I run. Obviously, there were other races as well. There was the half, the Sand Six yep. Ten, and the and the Sand Five. So we, we we haven't forgotten about those runners at all. It's just that we we our experience was of the marathon. Um, but yeah, you know, for the marathon at the turnaround point, uh, just before the turnaround point, we obviously saw the front runners coming back on ourselves and. And a few of them look, looked really quick. And I, I recognized uh, Tristan from, from Portsmouth Outdoor Fitness, who I yep. knew was running around three hours. And, and he was he was like quite a way behind the, the front runners. I thought, wow, that must be a, a really quick field. So, so just to kind of reel off the winning times uh, for the marathon, and, I, and I'll, I'll do the half marathon as well. Um, so the winning, the winning female was Claire Mraz in, in a time of 3.08. And Stuart Nicholas won, won the men's uh, marathon race in 242 so congratulations to them the 242 yeah. rob that's that's quick i mean how far away well, is that only, from... well apart from the guy that you talked about with 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 john uh, from norway obviously that's pretty pretty quick on in those conditions as well i think yeah was, wasn't he like two 235 or something like that before? yeah i think he was in the but, 230s yeah. yeah that was um yeah that was john alban wasn't it from uh, he's, he's the um yeah. the the outdoor obstacle racer Who's, you, like, I was the lead bike rider that day, if you remember rightly. Yeah. And I had to have a little lie down afterwards for a little bit. <laughs> On a bike as well, yeah. You need, I, I thought you were probably tempted to get a motorbike after that. Um, and, and if you get sponsored by electric mountain bikes, please. Uh, yes, <laughs> there we go. We just shout out, shout out for the electric bikes. Um, and obviously the half marathon was was Kerry Richards in an hour of, a uh, time of one hour and 27. Uh, yeah, she, sorry, she, she was. She, she's from Fairham, so she's thoroughly enjoyed that. Oh, brilliant! Well done, Kerry. And obviously, for the for the men's time for the half was John Fairs in a time of one hour eighteen, which is ra- rapid as well. So, um, and the the ten k times I got confused with Rob because on the website there are some ten k finishes with, and it might be right with thirty minutes. Yeah, so we're still going through those results because I think some of them did swap down to the five k. Ah, so, okay, gotcha. Okay. There was a lot. That's the thing. When you have like those four events, and there's, it's like a, a sweet shop. You've got too much choice, and obviously, I get I give people those choices to to swap down. And to be honest with us, about they were swapping down. So there was a big list of swap downs, and I think there was only one person that went up to marathon. That was <laughs> okay. Uh, got it. Got it. So, so yeah. So I mean, the, the Santa Fun Run it was it was classified as a fun run. So we just had the chip timing because we had the chip timing guys there. So we took full advantage of being able to chip time it for the first ever oh brilliant Santa okay cool, and cool, something man. obviously that i've never done four events in in one day so that's another first for me trying to organize all of those and make sure everyone was in the right place at the right time with the right kit on so you know yeah before the marathon runners had turned up with santa suits i knew i'd got it wrong <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mind you, there were somewhere. There were a couple of Santa. There was a Grinch, a Santa. There was a Christmas tree. Oh, it's, it's brilliant to see some of the outfits. I think so the, the Christmas tree lady, she's local as well, isn't she? And she's brilliant. Yeah, Louise, who we've had on the show, actually. Louise yeah, from Baffins, yeah. Always a smiley face, always very enthusiastic, loves the event. And, and like I say, it's it's a, a local thing now that, you know, all the local clubs come together. It's all high fives. It's, it's very, you know, kind of low-key and but festive fun as much as we can with regards to the weather and you know even the beer guy said people didn't want to stop for a beer afterwards like they did last year we were lucky last year <clears throat> so we'll definitely make plans to make that more visible and get off the grass and be more on solid ground for next year cool excellent oh, so- sounds good already i can't wait i wish i wish it was christmas and we haven't even had this one yet i wish it was christmas again <laughs> <laughs> We always plan ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Dave. Have you got any 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 questions, Rob, about the, the course itself? Because I know, like, we've obviously had had the chat about the fact that we miss like being on on the actual coast. So we're obviously going to get that a little bit of that back next year and stuff. But what did you think of the whole 
like industrial estate burnt and kind of obviously missing out where the where the walls falling down at hailing and stuff yeah see I, I loved it i think i think we said last year afterwards didn't we that we we quite yeah. liked the new one as well and I, I think that's probably because um, the Haley Billy, Hailing Billy light can be really soul destroying when you're just praying for the turnaround point. <laughs> yeah. it, there's not a lot of kind of um, variety within it, I would say. And um, so now when you, we've got more to look at, it feels like it's a little bit more comfortable. Whereas the um, Hailing Billy line is just punishing, isn't it? It is. It is indeed. Yeah, yeah. And and you've got that variety. So you've got like an industrial state. Then you've got a little bit of the Billy line. Then you've got the coastal Burton. So yeah, maybe maybe a bit more kind of variety and stuff. But Rob, does it does it make does it make life a little bit more difficult for you? Do you need more marshals when you've got when you're including the the industrial state and more turns? Obviously, you need more. Yeah, marshals. there's more twists and turns. Isn't it? I mean, it, it is a shame about the the part of Langston that's not going to be repaired. I mean, I've been following that very closely because it's private land. That's not going to get touched at all. Right um, until oh, 2024, right. 2025. So that's that's on all the notices that you go around there. So, and I've tried the alternative routes, but they're just not suitable for for the marathon course and not safe for anybody to to use. So it's not that I haven't looked into it. I have quite in depth. I mean, mm -hmm. Phoenix. Obviously, you've seen pictures of Phoenix, who's the official course tester, to make sure the mud's of the right consistency. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And if not, if not, you'll you'll just inject it with a bit of air, a few air bubbles and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Get a load that and tie. But no, we, we we do try, and we we're, we're fully aware of what's going on on that coastal route. So, cool. Next year, with the Eastern Road being finished, cross fingers. Yeah, it'll so. be a fantastic route. You know, from from when we started off a, a single track running along the wall by the Water Sports Centre and mm. all single files. Do you know what I mean? It's going to be a really nice outlook. Um, obviously, Robert, the tides I, are going to be. I've got to ask, what would happen if, obviously, like you wouldn't be able to do this with ins with insurance and stuff. But if you just said, right, we're gonna we're gonna go over that bit of of broken coastal coastal path and just got all the nine hundred runners, whatever, just to go over that bit. Do you think it would be carnage, or do you think it would work? Have you been down there lately? Not lately. When it when it first went down, I I, I did. Just go down there and do a little video for me, and then tell me what you think. Okay. Uh, <laughs> carnage. carnage. <laughs> would there be swim would there be swimming and people drowning and, and all sorts is it that bad depends on the tides yeah so next year definitely not no <laughs> okay. definitely wouldn't happen okay okay so <laughs> i was i was, I, was so I guess i guess the crocodiles and alligators on the muddy beach are completely out of the it's question not so much yeah. the crocodiles and the alligators it's the the mud and the slipperiness because it's just eroded it massively with that tide going in and out all the time yeah it's just mm. it's not 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 safe and there's some seriously jagged sticky out bits that no. yeah, yeah no, i mean enough. you guys are used to doing trail runs and stuff in in remote locations and you, you know what it's like yeah, yeah from absolutely. your experiences because you can you can you know advise others on things like that at least they're only like 400 meters away from a main road yes. and a pub you know <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I remember last year um on facebook someone asked uh on on the on the event page like should, should I wear trail shoes or should I wear road shoes? And I, I said so, to someone in none of certain terms, I can't imagine why you'd need to wear um, trail shoes on the route. And then on the way back, I saw a bit large pool of blood where someone clearly fallen oh, over no. and smashed their face on the ground. And I thought, I really hope that isn't the person that I've told to wear road shoes. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's very difficult. And it's, it's a good point you made, Dave. It's, I get that question so many times about what shoe shall I wear? And I, you know, let's say 80% of this is, is solid ground. Uh, but that 20% is quite tricky when it's wet and like it was on Sunday. So yeah, very. You, it was... you can't start changing your shoes, you know? So anything no. with a good grip, uh, waterproof, yeah, that's that's what you needed to change. It's like a Formula One Grand Prix car, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> weather changes, you change your tyres, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. It, and, and these runners train hard for these events and they know exactly what they've been wearing and where they've been running during their training runs it, it's no different is it i would no. imagine no. Um, they're trying to mix it up and unless they've just been running on pavements and roads all the time that's a, that's, that's a good point actually like a lot of because a lot of people i follow will, will you know even just their standard runs during the week they'll go off onto a little bit of trail for that yeah. for the run so it's no different so yeah you, you're, you're right I, I, i'm not even sure why those questions 
kind of come out before kind of a race. Joints as well, isn't it? So you know, if you're doing an 18, 20 mile, and I used to when I was marathon running, always go off road to take the pressure off your joints, yeah. as opposed to the, to the road runs. Mm. You know, the likes of New York yeah. and London are all road and pounding the pavement and have a can have an adverse effect on you long term. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So have you, have you have you got many ever presents still doing it? I think there's about two. Uh, Is that Bill, it? <laughs> wow. Bill Horn wow. is one of them, obviously, with his tutu. Um, <laughs> I saw Phil actually, with yeah, Bill, he was running. Yeah. He was there. He's always there. It's always lastminute.com. <laughs> I know Phil's did, been... did he turn up on time this year, though? Because normally he's about five minutes he late. Was, yeah, he was there on time. I, I think I greeted him personally. <laughs> Well, but I don't know, one of the comments from someone is, uh, how do you know so many people, Rob? <laughs> <laughs> I know them all personally and I know their names, you know, <laughs> over the years I've got to know their names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. brilliant. Rob, any, any um, were, were there any things that, that for you worked really well for this year's races and, and, and maybe like anything that you, that you changed for next year? So the so one thing that I have been working on and obviously is the kind of medal situation this year I wasn't I was disappointed with the medals because the the manufacturers hadn't kind of come up to speed with what I required so it was on the small side a medal is a medal but the detail was fine um, yep. so next year it'll be back to big and we've got a local designer that's going to be designing the medal as well oh wow so bringing Great. in the local elements again so bringing all those people on board who like yourself do the podcast for Portsmouth so you know, a, a designer from Portsmouth so everything is local great um, and bringing in the elements of Portsmouth that we know and love so well so I'll be interested to see what she comes up with there we go there's a clue um, <laughs> brilliant no, I, I think um, I think I might know who it is now but anyway I'm, maybe, maybe I don't I don't know <laughs> no, no pinning her down Rob. um so obviously the couple of facts that you want to know is there were 34% no shows for this event. What? Seriously? Wow. Really? Yeah. So that's from the marathon and the half marathon. Wow. And only 31 people didn't turn up for the Santa runs. So it's more popular to do a shorter event on a wreck day. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Wow. Marathon runners. Where were you? Half marathon runners. What was going on? Was it the weather? Was it, was it probably illness? So you, had, uh, you were short of, you were short of 354 marathon runners and short of 144 half marathon runners. Wow. Crikey. That's a lot of medals Rob to take home. Yes, it is. Um, and also, b before we've even hit that figure, there's already, up to the deadline of the 30th of November, there was uh, 350 people had deferred to next year. Oh, okay. wow. So you it's had 700 people that would have been running that didn't show uh, or deferred? If, if, they all, if they'd all turned up, yeah. Yeah, wow. That's a huge number. I, I wasn't expecting that to be that many. Wow. I think time of year, and you've got to look at what's going on. You've still got COVID, you've still got a mm. flu epidemic going around, and that was a lot of the stuff that I was getting, you know, oh, I've been chest infection. And I can understand people, but, you know, we, we can't ask Gary Barlow to redo his concert if you've got a chest infection. We, we're still The marathon still has to go ahead. We still have to pay for yeah. all of the elements from that event. We, we, yeah. we can't, can't keep carrying over like that. We need to... Mm. So, you know, one year I think, I'm happy to, going forward, we need we're running, we're trying to run a business and yeah, do it yeah. well. Yeah, I think there's um, winter races are tricky as well. I think, um, from a, from a personal point of view, when it's summer, you know, it gets lighter earlier and you're much more able than to jump out of bed and go for a run. Whereas in the winter, that your body slows down, I think, and there's a more more of a tendency to say, oh, I can't be bothered today. I won't, won't do the running. So I think there's perhaps more yeah. potential to not be fit at the time when the race comes. Because it can be difficult for, for to go out when it's raining, to go out when it's cold or when it's dark. And certainly for me, since starting a new job where I've had to do a commute, all of my runs have been in the dark. And I'm quite lucky because I just love running and, I will probably turn up to the Portsmouth Marathon regardless of whether I'm trained or not. Um, but if it's not 
you know, if you're not a kind of well-seasoned marathon runner, I can imagine it must be really hard to sort of think about, am I trained for this? Um, and, you know, and whether to turn up or not. Yeah. I mean, you, you look at that, that's a good, very good point because, you know, people will sign up in December, January for an event in a year's time because that's their New Year's goal. They want to do it. Got a whole year of training. They can focus on it, you know. Uh, some of the people that are running marathons every month, there's no really no real training as such. They're kind of just keeping up that mileage, aren't they? So it's yeah. they're used. To, but for the the marathon runner who's not run a marathon, and we've had we had quite a few on on Sunday who were first time marathon runners and thoroughly enjoyed it and, and and told me so because they love the the camaraderie and the high fives and the the feel of the event itself. You know, it's still there even though it's grim outside so to speak yeah yeah rob i've got to ask with with the um mentioned earlier the medals obviously that you you've got a high proportion of runners that didn't turn up or people that are deferred and stuff and you get left with a load of medals do you offer people the option or would you support the option of people saying to you um and, and obviously this is not official or anything it's just a question um hi rob i was ill but i want to go out and do it could i could i pick up a medal from somewhere afterwards if if i prove that i've run, run the event yeah, I mean that's a virtual option, which you know it it can be done, but for me on the admin side of things, just being me doing it, it, it creates a whole new thing yeah. that I haven't got time to do. I've, I've, we tried that over the last couple of years, and it just creates too much for me. So I'm still going through today. It took me two hours to unpack all the numbers that were already packed up. Okay, so uh-huh. taking those all out getting the pins out and, and getting ready for the next kind of events really because obviously we have the coastal half marathon in february which is nearly sold out and then we we're, we're into the duathlon series so all of i mean that they've the timing chips for those were delivered to me on sunday as well so these are all yeah. the little things that i have to put together in, in, in advance for other events so mm. it, it does take a lot of my time and yeah you know, i can understand be that doing stuff outside as opposed to sitting in front of the computer yeah for sure for sure and in fact in fact on that point rob what have you got coming up because i know you, you've there's a whole load of races that you that you put on through the year and stuff and obviously not just running races but what what is coming up over the next few months so that, so that people can kind of take a look if they're interested so we've got about 50 places left for the coastal half marathon in feb um, in february february the 5th uh, okay. uh, and then we start on the duathlon series on the 26th of february so that's the first of the duathlons there's three of those in the series and then we've got the patron saints so we've got st david st patrick and then st george in april Brilliant. So okay. they're the secret seaside series so we don't disclose <laughs> the location until two weeks before oh, just to brilliant. say the first one was in a brewery how about that <laughs> oh, Dave, Excellent. Dave, this, this, this is a possibility, yes, Dave? And yeah, beer definitely. In, there is definitely. beer involved. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> you'd, run for, you'd run for St. Patrick and have a beer, wouldn't you? Cool. Absolutely. So, so you're literally Christmas time and then straight bang into the 2023 season. Yeah, 2023 season. So that's obviously, uh, we give ourselves kind of January to get some planning done. Cool. Uh, for 2024 and then we're february march april and then the kayaks come out in may for the kayaking season uh and then we've got some new exciting things coming up for that so we're doing another one of the soggy bottom series um that's okay. the kayak cycle and run for the non-swimmers um <laughs> love the name <laughs> you love that and then uh well i'll, I'll let you we're going to do a um a water sports festival in south sea Okay. So incorporating all the things that we do along the seafront. So we're kayaking, rowing, swimming, swim running, um, and we're going to bring all those elements together in a in a hopefully a, a fun packed day where people can have a go at everything. That's excellent. Yeah. Really cool. We're a seaside awesome. we're a seaside town, so, uh, so so why not? So you're branching off into, into well, other areas. But I mean, the, cool. the, I think that the, the plan is for the Eastney Toilets area where the swimming pool was to to have that as a water sports venue that's the plan for the council okay uh, that's what i've heard they're, they're looking to do and have a coffee shop up that end as well so awesome. i think it, it needs it it's, you know it's there isn't yeah. it yeah i must say i've done one of your um i've done a few times your uh kayaking and then a pizza at the end of it you're going to do more of those 
Pizza Paddle will be there, yeah. And then we get yeah, Posh River Hamble and have breakfast. They're always good, tranquil, nice and peaceful. It's just people like to get away from the city and go and see the seals in the harbour. And there's a lot more to that harbour than just running around it. There's, yeah. there's oyster beds in there. They've got the, the grass beds. Obviously, there's a big thing with the final straw and the kind of the environmental things that go on in there. Obviously, the southern water have had exposure yeah. to to what's going into the harbour. I mean, I use the harbour all the time in the summer. I've never really seen that much issue with the sewage. I think it's kind of sometimes proportionally blown up a little bit by social media, which is a shame. Um, yeah. We have to. Everything's still living in there. <laughs> So, that's true. Yeah. That's true. I, I I still I still swim every day or, or on the mornings that I go down, and I just try not to think about it. So <laughs> if I see something floating by, I just close my eyes, just uh, just enjoy the cold. <laughs> How are you finding so, your cold water training? Is it helping with your muscles and stuff? Yeah, yeah. Like like obviously, Dave, Dave, you know a lot about it because you've been doing it a little bit longer than I have, and you've been doing your Wim Hof breathing and stuff. But what what I would say, Rob, is I don't know what it is, but it really helps with the running recovery like yeah, I'm, I'm convinced 100% now there is when I'm not dipping in cold water like over the summer I missed it because I didn't have that exposure to the cold now it's come back and it is bloody freezing at the moment it is is helping hugely so so I, I enjoy it and, it's, and it's, it's the whole ritual of going down there and, and seeing your fr seeing friendly faces you know yeah first thing in the morning it's 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 a challenge. So you actually get some you get a buzz from it because you you know you've been in the water for ten minutes and something. Um, what I, what I would say this week is is obviously there was a horrific tragic story of of those kids in the water. Um, yeah. Just an awful story. However, I did have my first dodgy experience in the water last week, which was when it was really cold. Uh, I okay. think I stayed. I was on my own, not not with um with Jason and Colin, who who I normally go down with. And I stayed in the water for a little bit too long and got out onto a windy beach which was, and the wind was cold as well. And I did get a, a, a very extreme uh, nauseating sense and I almost had to kind of run run into the coffee cup with my stuff. So a little bit, yeah, yeah, a little bit. So and that's what yeah. the, I mean, that's what the medical team had to deal with on, on Sunday. There was there was a lot of hypothermia going on out on the Oh, was there really? Oh yeah, hats off to the, the medical team. They were very busy. Ah, uh, my phone was going quite constantly so yeah how, how how did that how did that kind of come about then was it people who were finishing and suffering or was it people actually on the course it was yeah on the way back i think they obviously they'd, they'd been out and they was coming back into the wind a little bit in the rain and it starts to get you doesn't it and you are yeah. exposed in some of those areas up top there especially down the eastern road and along there Gosh, I hope everyone's all right then. No, no nothing serious then. Everyone was no, kind of nothing to... serious. Everything we had a, a lovely little venue in the castle, and obviously they had the ambulance and the the two cars out there, plus all the other medics. So hats off to those guys. They they earned their crust on Sunday, yep, yep. and, and handled them. it very well. Good, good planning. Good. We, we had the lead runner from the marathon as well, who sadly collapsed at mile twenty two, twenty three, because um, he kind of pushed it quite hard. Um, and obviously didn't make it to the end, but was picked up by the medical team and was all okay. Wow. Okay. So, so you had you had quite a few quite a few incidents to deal with in on the day that, that was that was yeah, happening I mean, very well. It takes up a lot of my time on the phone, obviously. Yeah. Putting people yeah. in the right place where they are, yeah. and, but all the all the communications worked really well, which was good. Yeah. Yeah. Does Does everyone tend to kind of obviously you know people see you? I saw you in the morning, and you were you were busy trying to relocate some of the banners and signs off, and yeah. And I saw I noticed that you know people are approaching the castle they're getting ready for race day and the first thing they want to do when they see rob piggott is come and talk to you and say hello and you know i guess you really need to be on your phone literally waiting for calls it must be difficult to kind of manage that balance between saying hello to everybody and being friendly and wanting to just almost shut yourself off i mean you, you might have to wear a mask next year or something <laughs> not again i don't want to put a mask on. Um, <laughs> no you're right it, it there's a lot of responsibility on my shoulders as, as the race director to make sure that everything runs smoothly. And, and as much as I'd like to have that social chat with people, you know, I, I, I do it in my own little little way and acknowledge those people that say hello to me. And if I have got the time, then then I will say hello and, and shake their hands and give them a hug and wish them well on the on the route and, and thank them for supporting the event. That's the the key thing. So yeah, it's good to see. Those, 
lots of familiar faces. I think I was standing at the start shouting out the names of the people that I went by, so cinema get in the shit. You're a multitasking <laughs> master. Multitasking <laughs> master. <laughs> uh, listen, before we before we kind of close off, Dave, anything else you wanna you wanna put put forward to Rob? Find out about next year or anything? Um, so yeah, well, so what's, what's the future of the event then? Because we've got there's there's always like a fifty k every couple of years. Have you got any wacky ideas to do anything different or anything more extreme? So uh, the reason I wanted to put the the fifty k as a biannual event is to keep it fresh. Yeah, um, we, we, there's so many events which are year and it's just the same, same, same. So to have that fifty k and it, it, it is a stretch on our resources for with regards to setting up the course and marshals and extra water stations and stuff like that. So um, it's good to keep that fresh. Uh, it'll be good to see the, you know, the, 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 the finishing of the course itself in those areas yeah. that have been replenished and, and we'll have a more solid base for our start and finish areas. So always working on that kind of things and working on for the half marathon in February, starting further down into South Sea Pembroke Gardens way so that I don't have to hit on any of the works on the Eastern Road so much. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And also I don't want to impose on like the ferry road area and shutting the roads and upsetting mm. the locals, which has been done over the last 10 years. So that's been an issue as well. Uh, I don't want to see marshals getting run over by irate motorists, which has happened as well, which has been a bit of a shame, but that's the way it is. So we'll, we'll work around it and we'll crack on. Cool. We can still yeah. do it. Runners are sensible. They kind of know what's going on. They've seen the, the event grow. And The one I enjoyed in the summer was something different, which was around the harbour, which was the Platinum Jubilee. So that was giving the people the 70K, which is three laps. You could go any way you like. And that worked really well. That was wow. a, a good event. And lots of people enjoyed that kind of aspect of mm. being obviously a multi-sport event as well they could do cycle run kayak or they could just run it so there was i think it was about five or six did the 70k um on that day for the platinum jubilee event and they thoroughly enjoyed it and you get a free ferry crossing as well <laughs> i think i, th I think what, what what dave was trying to allude allude to there rob i think dave was speaking on your behalf is that you, that you wanted to do the double 50k next year didn't you dave <laughs> well, actually, on, on our WhatsApp group, that um, got blown out of proportion very, very quickly. And someone's <laughs> suggesting maybe we do it four times. So, <laughs> yeah. Not in December, because I think we might run out of light sometimes. <laughs> the sun comes up at eight and goes down at 15, 49. Yeah. Yeah. Well, perhaps, yeah. perhaps what we could propose is that we do it self supportive for 90 miles and then we start the 50k in the morning. <laughs> if you can, I'll just give you my phone number. Can you give me a call at home when I'm, yeah, I'll bring some mince pies out for you at any stage. You like. <laughs> but no, I mean, I mean, you guys are fantastic on the podcast. I've listened to a lot of your podcasts over the last few years. I think I was on show number nine, um, yes. many years ago. Um, did I get my facts right? Um, that was that was actually when we used to do it in person, Rob. So you actually came to the house. Yeah, I was was in the house. Um, so you've grown massively on, on this aspect as well, which I think is fantastic as well because it enables people to listen in and to get to speak to the likes of listen to the likes of me and the, the likes of the sponsors and the, the runners themselves and to hear their stories, which they wouldn't normally do. So I yep. think that's fantastic for the the running community. That's brilliant. Oh, thank um, you. I'm I'm always open to any ideas i've had ideas from people many years ago from from adding those events onto our kind of list of things so if anyone has got any crazy or sensible ideas then yeah uh, i'm willing to I'm willing see, to Rob, i've, I've got i've got a really I've got an idea <laughs> that i did approach the council about maybe it's one for uh, not on this uh, on this call but um, i approached the council about it and they said they weren't against it Okay, so, well, we can yeah, chat maybe after the call, coffee. after this is done, I'll let you know what my idea was. <laughs> well, I'll, you, I'll, I'll, throw you what... my, I'll throw my idea at you, and you can throw your idea back at me over that secret meeting we're going to have. Cool, cool. cool. Yeah, I, look, right. I, look, I look forward to that. Yeah, we're going to catch up hopefully, uh, hopefully next week if that works for everybody, and then uh, have a good chat. Yeah, and we yeah. can, uh, and I'll, I will buy, I'll be buying drinks because um, to, to you say, are okay. Just, yeah, you just win the lottery. No, I did not win the lottery. <laughs> Should we? I mean, coffee. Yeah. <laughs> we're, not, we're not going on. A, we're not going on a binge night out yet. <laughs> oh, that's a shame. <laughs> now, listen, Rob. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you on. Thanks.
thanks so much for your kind words as well because yeah the show is very much you know we, we put it together dave thank you as well you know you always give your time and stuff and it's been such a fantastic year recording with you it's done out of love for the running it's done out of love for the running community um dave and i both bang on ages and ages about how positive we think running is for the for the city and for people and for families and for friends and everything so it's an absolute like pleasure the, recording you're like, you're like the smashy and nicey aren't you, you know I mean? uh, yeah yeah that's <laughs> you it know, you know who they are uh, <laughs> i haven't heard of them no <laughs> have you not heard but of them they sound nice though <laughs> the djs smashy and nicey google it please okay i'll have a look yeah. i'll have a look we, we could be like that but listen rob before before we close off any any shout outs you want to give to to your team of helpers who who may have, who may be listening, anybody from TJ Waste, Ferrum, yeah, I mean, Running Club, TJ Waste, uh, a massive thank you to them for their support over the years and obviously continued support going forward. They obviously their workforce is very keen on on their kind of physical fitness side of things. And like John said, they had two people in year one, and now they got like fifteen to twenty people from the company yeah. who are actually participating in all the events. So. It has a good positive aspect on their work as well. But no, just hats off to everybody that volunteered, that was involved in the event on Sunday. You know, I can't thank them enough for, for making it work. All the aspects went together okay. And to the runners for, for braving the elements uh, and getting out there and, and, and doing what they love. You know, every, every year is different. Last year, was we were so, so lucky, weren't we? It was just... Uh, a breeze, no, well, there was no breeze, was there? there was no wind, there was no nothing. It was just like yeah. lovely. And um, yeah, elements can have a big thing. I mean, but, uh, the reason the Portsmouth Marathon came about was to be the last Sunday before Christmas, and that used to be Luton many years ago. But Luton okay. was affected by snow, and that's why they gave it up. They never, they never carried it on. Okay. So we kind of took, took the mantle from Luton as the last right, marathon nice. before Christmas. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what, we're, we're going to put 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 a shout out for, for the boards of Melbourne next year. We want we want like record numbers next year, or we want everyone to turn up. We want that thirty one percent to be to be one percent. The which what thirty four percent? We don't. Well, 34 percent down to we want it down to one percent. Sorry, thirty four percent. Yeah, that's it. We want everyone to turn up. We want it to be big. We want it to be festive. We want it to be great and and just as good as this year. So, Rob, again, thank you so so much for joining us. Look forward to seeing you. you soon. Uh, love to the family, guys. love to everyone, and have a good Christmas. Cheers. Have a great Christmas and New Year. See you soon. Cheers, Cheers Dave. Bye. Take care. Bye bye bye.